I, I went, I got, I, just for everyone listening, I went out there and I got lost. You know, how many times I ring out? Like three times. I said, Where mate, is this place? There should, be, there should be about 600 cars there. You can't miss the place. Welcome to the Polly Podcast, where the conversations are real and raw, where we say what we feel and we feel what we say. Feel what we say. And what we're saying is on location for the first time for the Polly Podcast, baby. Something a bit different today, Phil. It feels weird. It feels weird. But we had to get it done, man. I'm not going to say I'm uh, disappointed to not be looking at you directly in the face, mate. But I'm I'm happy to be uh, sitting at home, man. After a big day in the heat, you know, watching some great footy. You want to tell us some more? We've had a busy weekend this weekend. We've had the Pacific Youth Cup on out at uh, Wayland. Man, what a day, man. It was it was very hot out there. You know, good contrast from the day before. An exciting football. Got to see a lot of culture. A lot of uh, great young poly businesses out there as well. Shining. Um, there's so much support. And uh, the biggest thing is the, the atmosphere. Oh, wee. What an atmosphere. Man, yeah, you know, like we've heard about it and we, we've, uh, it was the first time I ever witnessed it there. So when I went out there, like I told you, when I turned that corner to go in the car park, I thought it was the Easter show. That's how much it, <laughs> that's how massive it was. All the yes. car parks parked there, everyone getting into it. I was, I was a bit, um, I was a bit like, Emotional um, going through that car park and seeing ooh. all of that. It was cool. It was cool. Wow, emotional. And you know what surprised me too is the, uh, I was waiting to see a couple of the Angolos with their ten dollar bar- parking on the cardboard. <laughs> yeah, you know, trying to walk the ten dollar cash just to park yeah, everybody free parking. But um, yeah, there was a lot of people out there, man. Man, you know when I knew that the organisers were good was when I saw security for the car park who put security in the car park man just by yeah, lungies man. yeah mate. yeah that's right but uh <laughs> over the years we've probably witnessed a few uh fisty cuffs in the park parking lot yeah uh, yeah over over <laughs> getting as close as possible to the field yeah man i think i have to agree man like the way it was put together very professional um, every aspect of it, you know, I thought all the stores, um, the field, the location, like everything, man. Um, just Mother Nature got the better of me today, man, with the heat. But besides, <laughs> besides that, like you, like you said earlier, mate, I did it to myself. But um, yeah. besides that, man, everything, everything was um, so pleasing to watch, man. And I think, you know, my biggest takeaway was watching. Um, watching the, the huckers at the end, the sippy dials and, and whatnot. And just, I made a comment to a friend saying, man, we had to wait till adults to get a feeling of that, you know, to be able to yeah. feel, witness, um, experience, be a part of that that team, that Tongan culture for us and see the other cultures, um, to see him be able to express it and represent at, at a young age, man. Like, I think that's what's so special about it for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you know, every, everyone, everyone has a bit of. It means something, something to someone, to everyone. I mean, like something different is what I'm trying to say. And I think for me, that's what hit home is um, seeing seeing the young ones be able to represent, have that feeling that we always try and share with youngins these days. 
for them to have a chance to feel it, man, that was that's what really touched home for me. Not the amount of cars you saw in the car park when you drove in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, it was it was crazy. It was crazy because you know in our day we had those little competitions like the Willio Cups and that sort of thing, but this is just all of that on steroids, yeah. man. Yeah, but look, let's be honest, man. The Willio Cup, if you had half a name. You had to learn how to duck your head because you know they're coming <laughs> yeah. for you. True. Yeah. If they're not coming for your head, it's kamikaze at the ankles. So yeah. it's a bit different these yeah. days. But I did mention Willie Cup back in the day, man. That was uh, if you were young and coming through with a bit of a name, or you played rep footy or something, man. It was dangerous. I don't know <laughs> when did I don't know when you played, but man, I was very nervous back in those days, man. Yeah, yeah, and it was a big deal for the community. So just seeing something like this come back into the community stuff and getting that culture back into the kids, it's it's only going to grow, I reckon. And you're right, Wyxey and Bernard, they did a great job in organising it and I think big props go to those guys for doing so much. Like you said, man, we can't give enough praise to the people that organised it um, you know, and allowing us the opportunity to come along and experience it. You know, of course, uh, myself, I'm a league man, but to, you know, be able to come along and, and witness and, and experience it, um, my hat goes off to the to the organiser. You mentioned those guys there, Waxy and whatnot, although he was uh, up and down the sideline uh, stressed at times. But, man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was an, if he had to measure it um, with, with anything, I think it was an ex- a success, man, very big success. Yeah, for people who weren't there, especially today, a helicopter came down, landed on the field to bring the game ball out. What is Mate, this FIFA World Cup or something? Oh man, you know what? I put it on, <laughs> I put it on my Instagram, and people thought that uh, someone got hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially, especially at Whalen. Oh, Wayland Reserve. They thought I had people messaging me saying, "What's wrong, man? What happened? Did someone get hurt?" I said, "No." They're bringing in the game ball for the grand yeah. finals. How good is this, man? This is unreal. And I, you know, I was lucky to have my kids there to experience it, man. They um they loved it, man. To see the chopper come in, the sirens are on. Man, just like bringing it all together, man. Like, just different experiences. And um, again, yeah. we have to take take our hat off to them, eh? We were having a laugh with Wikesy and we were saying that the, the chopper just brought his, that was his Uber order from uh, down the road. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what do you think of the, what did you think of the footy today, Phil? Yeah, look, like I said, I'm a, I'm a leaguey, you know. So um, it wasn't until, man, I'm telling you, for, for someone, I, I've watched a lot of rugby. I love watching rugby. I love seeing a different set of skills that they possess. Um, but to, to see the game broken down by our good friend, um, Tyrone Smith, aka Bokor, uh, at training last week, man, like just breaking the game down in, into the structures of different pods. And for those that know the game well, would know what I'm talking about. But man, I was, I was a fish out of water, man, just listening to how the rugby game's broken down and how, how structured it is. Because I didn't think it was structured. Like I knew there would yeah. there would be some structure, but to hear how actual, like how much it's broken down, it really surprised me, man. And then to I see think... like firsthand what they were talking about at training get put in place, like man, that's cool, man. Like for, for yeah. you know being on the other side of the fence now, um, 
Yeah, the, but the footy was it was impressive, very impressive. But I think that part of it is what impressed me the most is learning it and then seeing it firsthand. Yeah, I think we had this conversation, me and you, when you were telling me that, do they really do all of this stuff in rugby? And I was like, yeah, oh. man, like the intricacies around it, especially those pods and all that goes around, around the rucks and stuff like that. You got to, you just got to be aware that something's coming your way in that game all the time. And if yeah, that and ball's that's... in for 10 minutes, you're playing footy yeah. for 10 minutes, it wrecks you, right. man. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, I you know, I've obviously been biased as a league. You know, we say, oh, the pace of the game will be too fast for these rugby boys and blah, blah, blah. But, man, like, although all that structure's there that you said, intricacies, like, the game never stops unless there's a stoppage. So, like you said, if there's phase after phase, man, there's no time to think. you just got to roll into the next structure or the next defensive play. Like, and I'd mind, I had a newfound respect, I have to say. For the, for the rugby <laughs> boys. Um, I've always respected them because I know the game's tough, man, and to play at the highest level obviously has to be tough. Um, but to know how it's broken down now, oh, man, I'll be watching. I'll be watching uh, watching more now just to see yeah. how, uh, you know, different uh, structures now I know, you know what I mean? I've got to start <laughs> yeah. taking notes, right? Yeah, yeah, and we were we were out there. We watched the Fijians, the Cook Islanders, the Tongans, and the Samoans, which they were really good. What I liked was when the Kuri teams and all of that came in. They had the Barbarians as well. I thought it's just mad to see, man. Just all those cultures coming together. Yeah, look, it's about inclusion too, right? We want to include everyone. Yeah. I think a chance to represent your culture. Um, no matter where you're from, like, you know, Western Sydney is so vast in different cultures. Um, something like sport is such a great catalyst to bring everyone together. A great vehicle. Yeah. It's a great vehicle. And, um, you know, like we come come together. There was no trouble, you know. Um, everyone's there to support their, their young ones. Um, lots of entertainment at the game. Music's pumping. Like the vibe yeah. is crazy, man. Like. And that's what I love about it, man. Like everyone's there for a good time. There's no, yeah. no one there to cause trouble. And if there is, mate, you got the Islander police, mate. Good luck, eh? <laughs> yeah. Good luck, They'll probably Islander pull, police. Uh, pull you by the ear. <laughs> mm, don't worry, mate. You'll get the island law, mate. You take you out to the bush, give you hiding, yeah. there you there. But you're yeah. right, though. There was entertainment on the field. There was dancing mm. off the field. There was stalls everywhere. With you with the food, how'd you go with the food today, Phil? I saw you there a couple of times. Yeah, look, mate, I stalked every tent there, mate, as you can imagine. <laughs> but yeah, it was very, like I said, man, very, very hot day. Stuck to the um, the slushies that melted already. Um, just plenty of fluids, man. I had the kids with me, so you know, I have to keep them happy. Um, man, we had a bit of fried bread. Ooh, gotta take it how'd, easy, man. How, how'd that go down? Oh. Come on, mate. Like a dream. Uh, but yeah, no, it was good to see all the, the different cuisines out there. Um, I wish we one had of more your, time to sample them all. But. One of your favourites was out there, the Lul Run? Ooh, the Lul Run, man. You know, can't go wrong, man. You can't go can't wrong. Can't go wrong with them, yeah. Lul Run? Nah, man. We'll see you Thank soon you. again. Yeah, man. <laughs> we saw everyone. Mama Sellers, Mama Sellers out there. Oh, man. Um, Another one, yeah, yeah. There's a few out there, man. 
we have to get a list shout out to everyone, man. Um, you had the clothing stores out there too, man. Always putting on um, for the young ones, man. They love wearing that, the get ups, right? Representing. Yeah, we had big uh, DJ Joe, old Tongan oh, international wow. too. Big number eight for Tonga. He was out there selling his stuff. Yeah, we just Whatever. want to shout out all the local businesses, right? Doing yeah. their thing, coming we together. We also had, for a good uh, cause. yeah, we also had Matai Watchers was there too. We got a, oh, wow. we fo- we follow him on Instagram and uh, TikTok. So next time you see us, we get a free watch with the password. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, yeah. If you if you just when you in your cart, if you just type in Eddie Bio, you add twenty uh, percent to the price. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Matai Watches. Everyone yeah, follow them. Yeah. We love everyone, man. We love everyone on this podcast, man. And we love seeing everyone do well. Uh, we like to do well with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But let's uh, let's talk a bit about the footy, especially mm. with the – we see, like, with the Koori knockout and stuff here, a lot of the clubs are talking about not releasing their players to play in that tournament. We had the sort, yeah. same sort of problem with our guys, our younger blokes at South last year when they wanted to come and then they just snuck off so we took a different approach this year where we knew they were going to play and we just we wanted them to tell us just so we were aware what was going on around them and i think that worked this year how did they go uh you reckon with your club from from what i know because i'm you know i'm not part of the footy side i'm in the well-being side there um so i'm not amongst the decisions that get made but there were some boys that represented our club out there today um, I think the biggest thing, and I guess it's with all representative football, is just like that everything's sanctioned properly, insurances are in place. You know, the clubs don't want to lose their players, you know, f- for the upcoming seasons. So if everything's done right, you know, if there is an accident, touch wood, that one player may go down, you know, it's just unfortunate and part of the game. But yep, yep. Um, I think uh, the more the clubs embrace what competitions are out there, especially one like this, Man, in my opinion, man, that they come back. Like, if you look at this preparation, it was an eight-week pre- preparation for this tournament. And man, like, I went, I went out to the training sessions, and like, what they're putting on out there is not just about football. What they're learning about, you know, their culture and and their parents' culture and family heritage, and mm-hmm. like, there's food out there, man. Even the training sessions are like the bloody tournaments um, <laughs> with the entertainment, man. Like. There's yeah. all the all day and the feeds on and man, like all of that in eight weeks, man. Like to me, it can only help these young guys and girls that participate in it because they come back to their clubs um, yeah. with this new lease on life. Um, you know, they know who they are and they know who they play for, and they can only take that into clubland and be and be better players, in my opinion. Um, but of course, there's that risk there, so. It is what it is, man. But I think in the long run, you're going to get a better player. Yeah, we we went with the decisions where these kids we can't we can't stop them from uh, representing their cultures, you know. And it's one thing that they come to us 
as players already being that heritage and they want to learn more, then we just let them go just as long as we're aware of what they're doing. So I thought that worked for us this year. And the, a lot of the kids that we we did let go, they were thankful for letting uh, for us, giving them that sort of leeway. Because like you said, man, it's the dangers are always there, but if you're going to stop them, they're going to go anyway, you know? Yeah, so. oh, 100%. <laughs> We've seen that many times, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, so. nah, is, is Eddie playing? Nah, nah, he wasn't allowed. And then you see him wearing a headgear. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like uh, Uncle Uncle John Hopper. Thanks, yay. brother. <laughs> oh, big Hopper. Who big Hopper. We had the opportunity, actually, to go behind the scenes with the under-14s team, the Tongan team that uh, that uh, played in the grand final and they ended up winning. Their coaches, very high-level coaches, man, two guys that have played rugby uh, at the highest level for for Tonga and for Fiji. Mm. A lot of their insights that they were t- selling us was uh, a lot of the kids were buying into what they were, not only footy-wise, but culture-wise as well, and it just brought mm. them together. Like we were saying, just understanding their heritage, that's the, probably the most important part about well, the program that they're running. Yeah, well, Eddie, like a, you know, I'll take you back to what I said earlier about uh, what my biggest takeaway from this was. For the players, it was to, you know, see and be able to represent and experience at a young age. But the, the just as equally biggest thing for me was watching, in our case, Tongans coaching Tongan kids. Like, and, and like you said, these guys that are that are teaching are like played at the highest level. They've they've done it, you know, they've walked the path that these kids have, but they have the knowledge now and they, they have the ability to coach. And I think that's what was the most pleasing for me mm. is, um, you know, over the years we've had to rely on, you know, Balangi coaches to come and coach us, but now we're empowering our own. And to me, that's that's the biggest part of this is we're, we're giving back, but we're giving back in the right way. We're showing them how, to, how the culture is represented, um, how our traditions are, but we've got Tongans at the helm. You know, we no longer have to rely on other people. And I think that was just as equal as seeing these guys have the opportunity to experience it, but to have like guys that you know we like you shared the field with the with the field of boys that for Galatahi, but for me like seeing from afar like these seeing these guys put on their Galatahi jersey and then see them coaching now, man, that's what it's all about for me, man. And, you know, like like as you know, for me, I'm trying to do the same journey in the league space by coaching Tongan boys. So. Um, to me, that's that's it's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, just because you coached Tonga and you played for Tonga, did you feel like they, because you looked like them, they sort of understood you a bit more. Like these guys are coaching these young kids. Well, I, for me as a coach, I always think I need to say something or give them something that I could take on as a player. So I'm not going to tell them to do something that I didn't. Or tell them something that I didn't, you know what I mean? Uh, I didn't, I wasn't able to do. So um, you'll be able to testify as well, man. Like if if you've got someone leading you that looks like you, has walked the path you, you're walking, and you know is everything that you represent, you want to play for them more, man. Like you know, you can have the greatest coaches out there, but I just feel like, especially for us, because we're such a proud proud people, you know. Um, 
and we're so heavily entrenched in our culture, I think it plays a big, big part of um, what we're able to do on the field is by, you know, we play heavily on on who we play for, right? Like our, our people back in Tonga, like the struggle that we go through, um, not having a level playing field. But when we have people that are leading us, that look like us, I think that's a big difference. I make that. I think that makes a big difference when it when it comes to, you know, how the boys play or how the girls play. Um, I definitely do believe that it, it, um, it, it is a difference. Well, you tell me, you because you played, you you probably had different people represent you. What do you think about that? I, I totally agree with you, man. I've always been a player that if the guy that was teaching or coaching, if he was a guy that uh, went through the same path that I'm going through at the moment, I always seem to gravitate to him a bit more than a guy that's just, you know, hasn't got the credentials and stuff like that. That's just me as a person. I've always been that sort of person. I can't... Um, I can't knock the guys that are the other coaches that I have that haven't played at that high level, but I used to connect with the guys that played in that high level. That mm. they used to give us even those little small things that other people wouldn't see off the field, which I enjoyed that side as well, like uh, game management sort of things. Yeah. And I found it, yeah, I just found it easier to get along with those kind of guys. Yeah, there's no, there's no. Um, we're not saying that like if you didn't play, you don't know how to coach. Like, that's nah. not what we're trying to say. Nah. But like you said, man, I, I just, I just, and you know what? It's reality is not every kid cares as well. Like I've coached kids that you can tell them you've played 200 games. They don't care. <laughs> like, honestly, like they don't care. But it's for, it's yeah. for the ones that actually do take something from it. Is, yeah. It does, does count. And um, yeah, I agree with you totally, man. Like, yeah, if you've walked the path or you've, you know, there's little things on the field you might have remembered and you see a guy doing the same thing and you tip him up and they're like, oh, okay, this guy did, he played, so he knows what he's talking about, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's pretty cool when they when you tip them up and then they do it and it comes off and they come over yeah. and go, I know what you mean yeah, now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't yeah. talking Elo before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how they yeah. are these days, these kids. Look, mate, I always tell them, man, look, if I tell you to do something and you don't do it and it doesn't work, then have a crack at what I said. And if it doesn't work, then I'll admit that I'm wrong. But if I tell you something and you do it, it's not wrong. I'm not going to say I'm wrong. Mate. <laughs> not for you, mate. Yeah, I know, I know. Like when I tell you put sunscreen on and you oh, don't man. do it. I got hey? hammered today, man. Hammered today. <laughs> I won't be going out west for a, another five years. Yeah, this is what happens, mate. This is what happens, eh? Hey? You pull out the passport once a year yeah, and you get smashed. Hey, I, I told you, I, I went, I got, I, just for everyone listening, I went out there and I got lost. And I, how many times <laughs> I ring out? Like three times. I said, Where mate, is this place? There should, be, there should be about 600 cars there. You can't miss the place. <laughs> you still got lost. I got lost, man. Uh, you got lost. With, in, I was using a nav there the, too. You got lost on the M4 as soon as you got out of Mascot. You didn't know <laughs> yeah. where he was. <laughs> Yeah, but, man, it was good. From the Western Sydney siders, man, thanks for making the trip. I was we awesome, man. You. 
It was awesome. Yeah. They're a bit of culture, man, you know. They're trying yeah. to help you get in touch with your culture. You know what I mean? Don't worry, I'm in touch, yeah. mate. I'm in touch. How did you enjoy the huckers? You know, we saw a few sippy towels, a few uh, oh. the Manu Samoa, the Manus out there. Who did you think was the best, the best one out Ooh. there? And just be careful because there's a lot of kids. Yeah. They're going to be listening to this because yeah, yeah, all of this, yeah. all the all the stuff that we got on um, on the camera and all of that today, we're going to put out on our social pages. Yeah. There was it's a tough choice, man, because there was a lot of them out there. Yeah, look. Look, I, I, that's my favourite part is, is seeing them be able to express themselves like that. Um, man, the Tonga Samoa, that 14s final, man. I saw the, I saw some of the coaches have to get in the front there just to make sure, you know, <laughs> hey, boy, relax, relax. Then I saw the girls jump in behind and they were getting involved. Yeah. And I love to yeah. see the passion, man, the passion. Because, you know, I went to training and they were practising for us, you know, trying to put it on for us. And it's just like when we were back in the day, they kept saying, hey, hey, follow the you're doing it properly, you know, <laughs> yeah. like this. And then when you come to the game, you're like, hey, hey, pull back, mate. You're going too hard. You're going to have nothing left for the game. Yeah. But um, it was good to hey, see. Hey, just, just, just before you go on, tell us about the stitch-up that they got you at training. <laughs> oh. <laughs> tell everyone about the stitch-up yeah, that yeah, happened yeah. at Shot, training. Yeah. Shot Waxy and the boys, man. Got me a beauty, man. Sammy got you good that day. Yeah, no, I was coming down for um, come down to training with my good mate Richie Fawso. He um, he was in his uh, usually his playing boots, but he had his still cap work boots on. Um, we brought his son down to to watch training. He he had his bull riding boots on. Yeah, bull riding (laughs) boots on as he does. You know, Friday. You know what time it is. Yeah. Uh, There we go down. I had me had my J's on. I was you know. I've been out and about during the day, so trying to look pretty nice. And then um, we get tossed up with the. Uh, I look over, the boys are stretching and warming up. All the old boys see what's going on here. Said, boys, you're going to jump in. We're going to do a pose against the 18s. <laughs> My goodness. I said, Are you kidding? And when, was, when, like, when was your last uh, run around before that, Phil? Oh, look, man. Oh, when, when did I retire? Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Look, look, man. And and like when I talked about earlier about learning the game of rugby, I learned very quickly. Um, lucky I had people around me that knew what they were doing. All the boys out there, but um, I had uh, myself and Richie in the centres, and uh, mate, we got found out many a time, didn't we? Um, we kept trying to retreat ten meters. Um, Mate, I got smashed on the shin by one of the kids' studs. Uh, <laughs> let's just say, let's just say it was an eventful evening, but I was happy. I was happy to be a part of it, man. I told um, you, mate. I told you. Whenever you play rugby, you go nowhere near those rocks. That was the first thing someone ever uh, told me when I made the switch. Yeah. I was nowhere getting, near the rocks. <laughs> listen, man. Listen. I was getting very confident. Um, I was learning the game. I kept hearing pod this, pod that. And I got into a tackle. I thought I was going to rip it out one on one. Yeah. Well, none of them matter one on. I was going to rip it out. As soon as I let go of him, I just got all these boys clear me out, clean me out. <laughs> and um, yeah, I got a grade three uh, hematoma on my shin. Uh... <laughs> a nice little mountain on there. But um, all in good fun. And, you know, we prepared the boys well for the thing. So uh, tell us about tell us about the short ball. <laughs> oh, to my mate. Yeah. 
Mate, like I said, me and Big Richie played in the centres. We had Boko, Tyron Smith as our fly half. I said, mate, just hit me. Hit me early. I, t- I looked and said, bust, short ball. Yeah, no worries, I got you. So the play unfolds, get the ball. Did he, did he do the wink? Did he wink at you when he said, oh, <laughs> don't worry, I, I got you. You know, when no, he does that? He didn't have energy to wink. <laughs> <laughs> he was blowing at this point. But... I said to him, short ball. So I just caught and passed because obviously there's no time to – I couldn't put shimmy, shimmy, nothing. Just catch yeah. and pass. And when I passed it, there was no one there. I had to look behind me. What happened, mate? Yes, mate. We boots. I tripped over a bull ant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell oh. you what, we had, we had half time. I thought it was done. Then we got back into it. A minute later, he's done. Go and walk about. Oh, Richie, he give himself <laughs> a yellow card. He's had enough. He had enough. He had enough. He had enough, mate. The steel caps are killing him. He walked off, and um, mate, that's all she wrote. Eh? I was sucking in the big ones, man. Yeah, uh, good experience, man. Good experience. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's hop back into it. The best hacker you saw today sorry mate i want i I steered a bit to the right there just because i wanted to hear that story because it's a cracker it's a good story the boy's got a good one but yeah the (laughs) the huckers mate the huckers were yeah we talked about the tonga samoa man but look i'm a i'm a i'm a not i shouldn't say biased but man i'm a big fan of the kiwis man and how they do their huckers Moldy's luck, and I know people can see this and they're going to say, Mate, is this bloke moldy or what's going on here with the tarmoko? But truth be told, mate, very proud. Me and my best mate, Steve Bristow, we, um, little kids, we got this matching tattoos when we we're younger. Goes down, got some tongan in here somewhere. See, got the tongan in there. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, um, I remember we were 18 and we. we this is another good story, mate. For you. Yeah, yeah. 18 years. We're 18, right? And we've come up with this mad idea. We're going to go half mouldy, half Tongan. I said, yeah, no worries. So his cousin's driven, drawn up this design and it's just mouldy. And I said, oh, yeah. Where's the Tongan? He goes, nah, we'll put it in. Like, we'll, we'll blend it in. I said, yeah, sweet. So we go into Newtown to the tattoo parlor. Oh, and no. I, parked, I parked out outside. <laughs> I parked outside in some, I don't know what the parking thing was, and we go in, talk to the bloke, and we're like, we'll go just go see this guy. Yeah, yeah, we'll go and start talking. Someone goes, oh, someone's um, giving you a ticket. So I run outside to go move the car, and, you know, in Newtown, it's hard to get parking. So I've yeah. done a few few blocks of the, few laps of the block. I come back in, old mate sitting in the chair, get starting to get done. I said, mate. I thought we were just talking about it. He goes, nah, well, we're gonna we're gonna get going. So we get going, and mate, look, look at this thing, right? This is I only had like this bit, right? Eighteen yeah. years old, had no shading, just outline, and I thought I was the toughest bloke I've ever met. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for like, I had to sh- just the outline for like a year, and I had my arm out on the window there. I thought it was the mayor, no. <laughs> all, singlets, all singlets, all singlets, all singlets, man. And all I had was the outline, but yeah, look, eventually got it all done. And you know, Stevie, true to his word, got his Tongan parts done. So, um, 
But yeah, so another story. But to get back to your thing, man, I think the Maoris are for me. They're the ones that do it. Do it. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the the storytelling of it. Yeah, maybe, I think that's got a big part to do with it, man. Yeah, I think they they got they're able to express themselves more. You know, like obviously the the face the facials the pukanas the you know what I mean. Hey, it's telling you Sorry. know better. Everyone used to do the haka for um Fangarei. You used to do that, is that right? Yeah, that was that was my move, just this. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you, apparently apparently that's what used to give the sideline when they said bring him off. <laughs> nah, I just ran off because uh, you know <laughs> they didn't have to call me, I just went. <laughs> oh, that's the face you made when they said Eddie, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we're. Nah, man. Those, but yeah, those hackers, man. You know, and to learn that at a young age, man, that's awesome, eh? Man. So good for them. They really get into it, man. Which is what I love, and I, I remember because in when I was in up north, we did some kapa haka lessons, and the way they teach it, man, just telling the history of it, it just made it just like. Just talking about it, man. The it hairs are coming fun. up, you know. The hairs are coming up, man. Yeah, uh, coming up on that black, beautiful black skin, huh? No, oh, what a yeah, bad look, Phil. It's no, man, yeah. what the yeah. hell? It's no good, <laughs> mate. Yeah, <laughs> man, look like a polar bear over here, me. Uh, yeah, just good lighting, bats. Mm. But then, yeah, it's but... true. What, it's true what you say, man. I think maybe like because you know the. You know, for us, we we get excited, and sometimes we go too fast. Like every time yeah. we, we always used to practice it, it was always slow down, slow down. Then when you're in the game, you can't help it. You just go hard, you know. But then, mm. like when they do theirs, they going hard is like going slower. Like it's crazy, man. Man, I, I watched the, I, w- I watched the fifteen Tucker. It'll be on the socials. They did three hackers, the the Maldies. By yeah. the time they kicked off, Samoa went and scored straight away. I was like, that's what you get for going too hard in the <laughs> going too well, hard in the haka, man. Yeah, we'll they see. were gassed. That's, no, that's the only downside, eh? You use all yeah. your energy. Man. But it's true, you get pumped, eh? Like yeah. hey, you're pumped when you come in of a haka, man. You're ready to go. But then 10, 12 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very tired, man. Man, I got a I got a mad hacker story, so I'll tell it to you. So back in two thousand and seven, remember they had that all all golds tour. So I got to go on the all golds tour after I played junior Kiwis, and our man was there, Fui Fui Moi Moi. That's when Sammy Burgess took gave him a lesson in that in that yeah. series. Remember? No, we used to do, straight, mate. Yeah, we used to do these couple hacker lessons with this dude, and <laughs> I can remember. I remember every time we did it because me and him were always at the back, you know, because yeah. we did, we like didn't take it too seriously. <laughs> yeah. And when the boys used to get into it, the fool used to get like start doing it. And then he'd always, he'd always like, you know, when the boys would go, he like that, he'd always like, he, and all he was credit card. <laughs> 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 oh man, it was the funniest thing, bro. It was the funniest thing. What do you like, mean, credit card? What's credit like, card mean? Like when someone in front of you went down, he used to go, credit card. Oh, yeah. 
that funny, man? He was a funny man. Oh, we gotta get him on, man. We gotta get him on. Yeah, but I that was another time when um when he used the play two minute, train two minute trick again oh. too with that coach, Big Fui. One of the best. One of the best, Big Fui, man. Apparently, he's talking like a pong now. Is he? In it, in it, in it. Yeah, but he took it when we went there. When we went there, he took us out, me and Masada, and he's oh, yeah. these these, uh, these 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 two big Tongan dudes come along, and they they came over and they had these British accents. We were like, "What the hell?" First time we ever seen that, you know. And they were yeah. strong British accents as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're tall, longy boys, were they? Nah, nah, they were these Tongan dudes. But then after a little bit, then Fui started to have a British accent. I was like, "What?" <laughs> it's like Toko. How long have you been here? <laughs> oh, fully, man. One of the best, man. One of the best. Yeah. Credit card. <laughs> also, I think we should congratulate the girls' teams for competing this weekend. Man, there was a lot of skill just seeing them out there, just having a go. And we know how much the women's game's building, and this can this can sort of lay a platform for some of them to go into the higher honours. So yeah. big shout out to them. What do you reckon of the girls this week? Mm, yeah, I, I echo that, mate. Um, I was surprised a lot of long-range tries in the girls' game. Yeah. You know? um, but like you said, a lot of skill, man. I love it. Um, I think that's probably something that's come come on and leaps and bounds in the girls' game is the skill level. Um you know, I think they're they're becoming athletes now physically. Um, but again, man, to see uh, you know sisters out there doing their thing, man, it's so cool, eh? And they, like I said earlier, like jumping in behind the hackers and that. Like, yeah, that's what it's all about, man. I love uh, love seeing them express themselves out there. Just seeing also uh, seeing them start at a younger age. You know, you know they used to start when they were only like sixteen or something. Now they're starting younger. I think they're only going to get better, like you said, as they get well, older. It was probably they they were probably playing as little kids, you know, um, and then come through. And because there was that break off, right, 11, probably at 12, 13 years old, the boys would sort of keep going and then girls would probably fade off. But yeah, I think yeah, there's yeah. that op- opportunity now for them to play, to continue to keep playing. Um, like, I think that's really good for the game, especially for the girls. They've got that pathway now, you know, to, yeah, to reach yeah. high levels. And, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, man, it's coming on in leaps and bounds. Um, we love seeing them have the opportunity to uh, to play higher, higher, high-level footy. Yeah. And, and, and also we saw a lot of, like, uh, scouts and stuff out there during the weekend. And this, yeah. it's good to know that they they can come here and probably maybe find one or two two kids that haven't been found from other clubs, you know. So this is also a good platform for the kids to be to be showcased yeah. out to those kind of people that come out there, right? Eh? What do you reckon? Well, that that to me is the result of a good product, right? You put together well, you know. Um, you put the best kids out there on stage. And they have the best opportunity to play their best footy. Um, I think, like, it goes back to the point of you know being able to play for your culture, for your heritage. But like, it might bring the best out of the players. And when you got those scouts watching and you're playing your best footy, you know, like that's that's what it's all about. 
um, into here. You know, there's private schools there and um, yeah. player managers, um, like different clubs. Like, man, it's all about opportunity. And I think, you know, you ask any of these coaches about, you know, why they do it. They just want to see their players get opportunities to move on from, from this um, springboard into a, into a higher higher level. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's great, like, to have this platform, right? Um, yeah. For, for so many people to watch. And if they're smart, they'll get out there and watch. You know, I saw a couple of high-level player managers out there, whether they had kids in there or looking for kids. They're not mm-hmm. dumb, mate. They know what, you know, what sort of talent's out there. Um, you know, we've seen it on full display. Full display. Yeah, and if, well, if you surely if you're part of a rugby team, something that you'd be you'd be out there trying to get players before those leaguey blokes do anyway. Ah, oh, look, mate. Look, I'll have a word to a couple of them for uh, you know for my my boys, but um, <laughs> you know, you, there's always the ones that everyone talks about. You know, they they're always going to be wrapped up by certain clubs. You know, already at the age of you know, 15, 16, but it's the ones that might have fell through the gaps, you know, that maybe developed a bit later in life and then start to find form at the age of 16, 17, you know. They're the ones that, you know, you'd be looking for um, and giving them an opportunity. Yeah, it goes back to the old saying, Phil, always treat every game seriously because you never know who's watching. Wow. I like it. Yeah. There's one thing thing you should know about you, man. You always pre- you always prepared sometimes. Yeah, that's sort of I think that'll sort of wrap up today's uh episode, Phil. I'm mm. still trying to get over the whole weekend, man. It was just it was pretty cool to watch that kind of thing, man. So especially come oh, out man. that way, you know, and see oh, that. Man. Like I said, man, it was yeah. so good to have have you out west, man. You know, I'm sick of driving to you all the time. But yeah. again, we want to we want a big shout out to all those businesses out there doing their thing, giving back. You know, we're we're, we're we we want to be big ambassadors for whoever whoever is out there want to want to get sure, their businesses man. out. Let us know, man. We're happy to um, shout out anyone and yeah. promote anyone in any way. We just want to see people do well. And also, you know, the, the main the main people out there, the people that organised the whole event, um, thanks for having us. Sammy, he's did a one, Oh, man, he's did a wonderful job. Hats off to you. Um, and then last but not least, the players. Man, the players, congratulations. Man. Well done. Um, represented very, very well. Couldn't yeah. be more prouder. Couldn't be more prouder. Uh, well done to everyone, and um, yeah, man. Hey, what about the Poly Podcast? But getting out there yeah. amongst the people, hey? I tell you, for our first go out there, you know, we were received very well by the people because we are the people. You know, <laughs> we are for the people. We are the, the people, people, man. The people for yeah. the people. No, but truly, everyone took us in pretty well, and we had all access pass. I don't know how they gave us that, you know. So it was cool. It was cool. Oh man, isn't it nice to be treated with some respect oh, out there? Huh? We were so close, man. I could have got in the chopper and left oh, with them. That's how oh, yeah, close well, we were. 
Yeah, and look, uh, I got asked to get back from the sideline a couple of times. But, you know, you get in the heat of the moment, you want to jump on the field, mate, you know? But, yeah. no, we're very, very yeah. appreciative on the bottom yeah, of we our are. hearts, man. we are, man. We, we, especially, like, you, you know, you're a rah You're a bit of a rah-rah. But for me, you know, I'm, I'm a... I'm a, considered the enemy out there, so I'm very <laughs> um, grateful to be welcomed yeah. amongst amongst the rugby world. But you know, yeah, we're we're, we're all one. We're all one out there, and you know, everywhere uh, I go, Phil, there everyone's my people, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Everywhere you go, mate, you go, buddy, from Maroubra to Botany, mate. Where you go? I wonder if it's all your people. Went out if west, you, my people again. You know, yeah, you're lucky because you're with me, mate. You know. Yeah. Must have been the media pass, uh, yeah. best. Maria Beto, man, Beto looking after you with the best. Uh, Beto, hey? it's a shame it wasn't, it's a shame it wasn't a, long, a long sleeve one, huh? <laughs> yeah, stop it, stop it. I'm still, still crying from the sunburn that I got. Yeah, but man, oh, I had a had a ball out there, man. I was I was a bit nervous, but man, as soon as we get in amongst the people, don't you just feel at home, right? does man seriously seriously it does seriously it does uh, yeah thanks I'm... thanks everyone for the support man like on a serious note we love being out there with the people and sharing everyone's stories and that sort of thing and this is why we do it man we'll uh we'll hopefully be at the next event getting out there getting the stories ex- experiences sharing ours and uh yeah put, Get putting it, our people yeah. on the map Getting those free samples, that's why we're there. (laughs) Let me know, man. Let me know. Might just have to check the weather report before the next one too, please. Over 30 degrees, please relax. Thank you for having us, man. Beautiful. But all the all our media stuff, all our uh, all the stuff that we got on on the camera today, we'll get that all out on our socials. Be sure to follow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this weekend. Phil, thanks for coming back on. It's a little bit different. Let us know how you guys feel about it. We've been really busy, but we're still trying to get out there and uh, get episodes out for you guys because I know how much you love hearing our voices in the car when you're going to work at 6 o'clock in the morning or at home when you're not when you're trying not to listen to your wife and you have the earphones on. So either... Either way, no, you win. We're, we're, we are for all occasions. All occasions. <laughs> yeah, all occasions. Hey? Um, you can put us on like anywhere. Hey? Yeah. Anywhere. But thank you for listening. That's yeah. us. My <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. I'm Eddie. That's Faletti. And this is the Poly Podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Poly Podcast. Join us next week for another episode. Follow our socials to stay up to date on everything behind the scenes. You must be like a professional flair, eh? <laughs>